I see all these family photos, but these are of people who are still alive. The question that I left with after having that conversation was, how can you look at a picture in the morning and in the evening? Because this is the same pictures you pass going to the kitchen. When you wake up in the morning, you go to the kitchen. You're going to eat dinner before you go to bed. So you're passing by the kitchen. You see these pictures every day. You didn't think that was a good time to call me? So the pictures that people see every day, they're looking at them as if these are people who have passed when they're still alive. So not only was there a a disconnect with childhood, now there's a disconnect with reality. Thank you for listening to Corners and Conversations by Just Contributed Support, better known as JCS. New episodes are released every other Friday. For more information, visit jcsupport.org. J as in just, C as in contribute, the word support.org. To get updates when new episodes are available, text the word podcast to 855-691-4921. Check the description for details. Stay tuned. Some parents are like, you know what? I don't like this rap because they're doing all the stuff. They got some of these people killed, shot, right. do all this in gangs. Some parents are like, you know what? You can't be doing this. You can't be doing that. But like, that's who children are listening to. You're right. I mean, I listen, I listen to some of these rappers too, but like that doesn't make me want to be like, oh, yeah, I want to go to this place and shoot that dude up and this and that. That doesn't make me do that. I just like, oh, I just like that music and stuff like that. That does not make me want to like go crazy. Right, but... But your mother and father are still here. Mm-hmm. Your grandmother and grandfather's still here. For the children who don't have that level of support group, who are they going to? A lot of their friends. They listen to music like. Listening to the same music, mm-hmm. following the same people, doing the same thing. Well, I wouldn't say same people. I would say half the people, sir. You're right. I'm speaking of the group of people who are doing. Take that. four. Oh, God. Well, that's half of the people, sir, but that's that's the society we live in. But some mothers, they make sure that we're okay, and some mothers don't. I mean, I mean, you need to make sure your child is in check. And if you don't put your child in check, your, your child could be on Fox State News in a body bag. Now, let's expound on that. How does that transition into teen years? So we're talking about children and the amount of information that they are surrounded by or the level of information they have access to. There is no filter when you think about today. Back then, it, the conversation was your child stay in a child's place. There was no right. adult conversations being had at a child's level. Or if it was, it was not as uh, frequent compared to today when there is no distinguishing between who is a child being a viewer of content and who is an adult mm-hmm. being a viewer of content because it's all on the same platform. Well, I still hear the term, mind your business, stand in a child's place. I still hear that term from our family. Yeah, but you don't hear that on TikTok. You don't hear that on YouTube. You don't hear that on Cause, Because Instagram. some parents some parents feel like they don't have to post what they're telling their kids. They, ha- they like to keep it to themselves. They don't like, if they're yelling at their kids, they're not going to post a video and be like, this is how you need to treat your kids. You need to put them in check. That's what our family is doing. But parents do. are doing that. That's what some parents are doing. And that, now I really feel bad, like for their kids, because 
if it wasn't for your kids, you wouldn't even be introduced to like some of these like electronic social media. So why mm. like overpower that and be like, it's a valid point. Or be like, oh, my daughter snuck out. And like you're going online talking about she snuck out. Listen, I'm going to whoop around live. Like, that's not what you do. Like, that's overpowering the social media use of it and what your daughter or son helped you do. Mm-hmm. So parents should be more appreciative of children? Yes, and kids should be more appreciative of their parents because if it wasn't for their parents, they wouldn't be here doing the stuff they were doing. They need to be more appreciative that their parents, like, still, like, have a roof over their head, like, mm-hmm. and giving them money, giving them Christmas presents, like, giving them birthday gifts. Um, so let's let's get into that, right? So when we when you talk about that, the the thing is, let's see how I'm going to ask you this question. Oh, sir, may I ask you a question? Let's say you have kids and it's like one day your kids are like, dad, can I go to a to a party? And, and like, can I go to a party? Can I go to a concert? Yes, there may be drugs and alcohol, but I will do I will not even touch any of that. Can I still go? What would you say and what, and why? And how would you react in that situation? How do you know there's drugs and alcohol though? Oh, let's do an enact. Let's do a uh in it. What is it called? Uh, acting. I was about to say enactment, then I was about to say reenactment. Reenactment, sir. Okay, I'll act like your child. Well, I gotta be. I'm the parent. Remember? I said I'm gonna be the child, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. All right, here we go. You've asked me the question. We're gonna go to the party, and there may be a little drugs and alcohol, but I don't participate in that thing, mm-hmm. right? So my first question, and then we're gonna start from here. And action. How do you know there's drugs and alcohol there? Because my friends told me that there that it was there, but then like me and her are like staying away from because then we know better. And because we've seen all these people on the news, like oh this person was too drunk, she mm-hmm. shot her best friend, or oh this person was too drunk, she fell on the road and got run over. We know better. So why should I let you go to a party that already sounds like it's a bad idea? Because one, we're responsible, and two, we don't want to end up like those poor people who have lost their life to dr- to drinking. And then plus, we'll always have our phone on. And plus, we're old enough and we have a car. So if anything happens to one, the other one can help the other one. The people who go missing have a phone on them, too. The people who wake up and can't remember stuff, they were responsible as well. You're right, but those, but that is enough. You, know, you, you have taught me well. You Correct. But it's not you that I'm worried about. It's the people who you're going to be around. I don't know them. I don't know their history. I don't know if they have good intentions on inviting you there or not. I don't know what plan they have going on. And how old are, how old is my daughter at this time? How old is she? 16, sir. If you don't get the... <laughs> people are... Now, this is my philosophy. People are going to do what they do regardless, but that doesn't mean I have to be okay with that. So if the conversation, hey, I want to have a party, I have all these things. First, I'm going to be um, thankful that, hey, they, they look like they're going to be having some activity going on over there. But, you know, that's not me. That's not the part that bothers me. The part that bothers me is there are people who are not considerate of others. Mm-hmm. So them bringing alcohol to the party doesn't bother me. It's them who choose to get drunk. Right. And then whatever happens. Oh, I was drunk. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. I was drunk. So it's now the excuse to do things that I don't know if it was intentional or not. I have no control over that. To be in an environment where your livelihood is at risk and you say, I'm a responsible person, so nothing should happen to me. That does not protect you from things happening to you. Right. So if you're not able to go to this party 
Will this be the one and only party that you're able to attend? What about a concert? I know I know you probably heard about the whole Travis Scott concert. That's not every concert. I'm not bothered by that. But you will allow her to go to a concert. Yeah, a concert. Because, okay, same scenario. I'm going to Travis Scott's uh, concert. Where are the tickets that you're buying? Is the tickets in front of the stage? I don't want you there. There's more people who's going to get hurt trying to rush to the front of the stage compared to you being in the middle or you being towards the back or off to the side. Everybody want the best picture or the best view of the concert. It's more so based on where she would be at. He or she would be at. All right, I'll be cool with that. How many people you heard get hurt on the second floor of a building? You know, there's the concert, there's the ground level, and then there's like the second floor, third, fourth, fifth, whatever. You don't hear much about that because people on the bottom floor, there's not really arrangements. It's like just an open area and everybody's trying to get up front, which sounds like what happened at the concert. I'm not bothered by that, but my responsibility as a parent is to educate my children on whatever it is that they're doing. So if I educate them, you telling me everything up front will work out better for you, then that's a principle that I have to uh, continue to respect. I would not be able to forgive myself if I allowed my child to go participate in something and I know what's going on, but I'm going to act like they're going to be okay. Because if policemen are aware of what's going on and they go there, right, maybe some people going to jail. It's called parents' instincts. Maybe some people going to jail. But who she's going to have to call? Her mother or father. Right. Or grand, grandma. She's going to have to call somebody because now she's in a situation that she can't get out of. And now I supported that, that behavior. You're going to be all right. Go ahead. Now, this is the, also the issue that goes with it. We're still speaking about childhood, right? When she becomes growing to adulthood and now she's going to college, guess what's going to happen? She's going to be doing all that type of extra stuff. The, no, but it's going to be the same thing. There's still going to be parties, still going to be alcohol, still going to be all other things that tend to happen around party culture. Right. So if she missed a party at 16. Two more years, she's going to be off to college or doing whatever she is able to pursue at that time, if that's an opportunity for her. She's going to be upset about that one party, but that's not every party for the rest of her life. There are going to be things that. I will not be able to prepare my children for, but the least I can do is give them a thought process. I can't tell them what to think, but I could give them an idea of how to think when they're in those situations. So I know I don't have control over anybody, right? That's the same logic that I use when I go to large gatherings, concerts, parties, what have you. So what I'm going to do is put myself in a position to where I am the least likely person to have an unfortunate experience. That's the reason why I don't drink. That's the reason why I don't do those substances. Right. You can you can say weed. No, it's it's more than just weed. Right. Because now you have pills without the pills. You have this. You have that. It's a substance of any sort. So I just say substances because I don't partake in any of that. But that doesn't mean that my children is not going to find somebody who they're interested in and they participate in those activities. So it's not that it's something that they want to do, but they want to look cool for this person. So they're more likely to accept that behavior or be part of that behavior because they use that as a way of getting closer to the person that they're interested in. 
So there's a lot of stuff that go with it. But how many unfortunate experiences you hear about somebody who has a support group, that has a loving family, that has accountability or principles established? That's the type of idea that that I'm thinking about. <laughs> you get on my nerves, girl. Parents tend to make the same mistakes that their parents made. Why do you think that is? Well, I'm, I'm just giving it to you straight. When when my mother was a kid, she every every, every mother before there was a um a mother they did like rebellious things. They did crazy things growing up. So it's like it's like not every not every mother is an angel. It's like they act like they ain't do nothing growing up. Yeah, they snuck out the parties. They you know they drank. They did this. They did that. They did all that stuff. So it's not like but it's like we're not following to their footsteps. Some people may do that. You know they might. Some people may follow in their mother's footsteps, but some people won't. What do you think, sir? I think that some parents tend to forget the reason why they had disagreements with their parents. So by them not understanding that process, they tend to repeat the same things their parents did. Like they will make a promise to a child about something. Oh, I won't get that toy today. I'll get it tomorrow. Oh, I won't do this, but next time I'll do that. And they don't keep that commitment. And I think that's what starts the the unfortunate cycle, you know. A parent could say, I promise to you this, that, and the third. And then when it's time to fulfill that promise, they say, I'm busy or don't worry about that. I think that is what starts the that path of resentment. So now they have those unfortunate experiences or what they thought would be a great experience that didn't happen that way. So now they take that and then they grow up. So now they start to do the same things their parents did. So now they have a child and that child says, my mom, dad, you said we was going to do this. And they said, well, look, I'm busy. So by them not remembering or being committed to their principles and focusing on what they said they was going to do and make sure they achieve that to the best of their ability, they tend to fall in that category of what their parents did because that is familiar. So that's like somebody's not great at math. And it's not that they're not great at math. It's just what support group could give them the support in math that they need. So it's familiar for the family not to be good at math. So it's easier to say, all right, y'all, we got math class. I'm not good at math. But that's before it's truly discovered that it's tough or you don't work well in that. There's already an agreement before doing math that this is not what's great for the family. So people tend to follow that path because that is the the agreement that was made amongst everybody. So a parent behaving the same way their parent behaved, it's like that's the agreement because that's something that everybody is familiar with. That's my take on it. Oh, was that a good answer? Yes, sir. And, oh, oh, I need to say one more thing from, you know, the last topic. Have you ever seen the show Beyond Scared Straight? I've seen that show, and I don't think that's an accurate representation. Because I saw this one on one where it was like this lady, her daughter, like, said she was following to her footsteps. The mother said she was a convicted felon. And she said if her daughter keeps like, keeps doing what she's doing, she's going the same path that her mother did. Which is true. The follow-up question I always ask myself is, they're already following the same footsteps. So telling them the end result, that doesn't change the trajectory of anything. Like, me as your uncle, if I do something I had no business doing and now I'm in jail and I'm telling you all to come visit me so I could tell you don't do what I did. 
if you ask me, that's a waste of time because I'm already in jail. You, you've you known the decisions that I've made led to me being in jail. So do I need for you all to come to jail for me to tell you that? you already seen the result of that. No, but I'll still visit you, sir, if you do go to jail. Oh, I ain't going to jail. I ain't going. You hear me? You, you won't go to jail. I'm never. You never will go. You never gonna go to jail. Well, it was that one time I had went to jail. You went to jail, sir? That's a story for a different thought day. But you were innocent. I was. That's why I'm not in jail. Jail said never. Mm-mm. That's why I'm not in jail. But that's a story for a different day. What'd you go to jail for? Next topic. What'd you go to jail for? No, me about to put that on the podcast. You... I run a respectful business. You hear me? They need to know the juicy details of, of you. Okay, I'm writing a book about it. Let them read it in the book. So you're going to write in the book? Yeah, I'm going to make an autobiography after I finish writing mother two well, books. Okay. We're getting off topic, ma'am. Can I ask this, sir? Okay. Is it a question based on childhood? All right, ask me a question based okay. on childhood. When you were growing up, was your dream to be in the Army? And if it was, good job. But when you went to jail, like after you got out of jail, that, did you did you like think, you know what, I'm going to turn my life around, do on the arm to do better things. No, so I can that, teach those two this. things have nothing to do with it. You can't ask a question about this and then say, so when you went to jail, that's not how that works. So we're going to scratch that and then we're going to try this again. Ask a question based off of childhood, ma'am. Did you ever feel connected to your um father? Because I never seen your father before, sir. No. We didn't have that strong of a Why connection. Uh, well, that's rather upfront. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have that strong of a connection because the best way I can explain it is he is not great at communicating. Mm-hmm. Not great. He is not a great communicator. So when I have discussions, me being the child in the situation, saying, okay, growing up, you know, I, I don't know what it's like to be a father. I don't have children. I don't understand the decisions you had to make. I don't know the whole story, but I would love to listen to your perspective. Mine? Uh, um, This is me talking to my father. The conversation I told him was, um, I am no longer a child, so I can't look for him through childhood. I'm not upset by that. What I'm upset by is if I was to have a child, I can't explain to my child who their grandfather was. I think that is more hurtful to me compared to me not having a father growing up. Because one has already happened. I'm grown now. I could take care of myself now. I think I do quite well for myself. Sir, when was the last time you seen your father? Or like, when was the last time y'all had a connection? Well, not a connection. When was the last time you seen him and y'all talked? Last time I seen him was last month. And that was the first time I seen him in eight years. The... Reason why I went to go see him was because health-wise, he's not doing as good. Mm-hmm. All right. So, of course, diabetes, his kidneys failing, liver, all that stuff. So, he's going through a dialysis. I don't know what that means. Dialysis is when they hook you up to a machine to uh, your kidney. The function of your kidney is to filter your blood. Mm-hmm. All right. So, as you're going about your day, your kidneys filter out your blood, take all the toxins and whatnot out of it. His kidneys is failing, so he has to be hooked up to a machine to do with the kidneys are supposed to do okay and his liver is failing as well mm-hmm. so when i went to go see him because those is, is getting progressive progressively worse the expectation that i had was we're going to have a serious conversation about health we're going to talk about family we're going to talk about you know planning worst case scenario discussions if i was to pass 
What should I prioritize? What does he wish for the family to prioritize? Stuff like that. That's, I'm serious like that. I don't like unfortunate things happening. I have no plan for it. So when I ask him questions like, what medications are you taking? He don't know the medications he's taking, but he's been taking them for decades. Are you type one or type two diabetes? Okay, I found this book. I think it's a great book. You should read this book. I I found it very impactful. When I have those conversations, he's not invested in that. But remember, he's not great at communicating. So for someone who does not spend a lot of time with his father, even through childhood, didn't spend a lot of time with him because he was always working. Question I asked was, you work so much to the point where you literally working yourself to death. So now he's not able to work anymore because he's not physically able to work. So now he has between that and the day that he passed between that time frame to do whatever it is that he want to do in life. He can't do it the same way if he was healthy. If he was healthy, he wouldn't have to make the tough decisions if I can fly or not. or I have to go to my doctor and get these things checked out. Right. So when you take that conversation and I'm the son. So the habits that he have, okay, what is your medical history? What is your background? Okay, I may not have these these uh, medical um, complications, but what if I have a child that tend to have the same pattern? Because children are having the same experiences as adults nowadays when you think of health problems. I want to get that information. That's important. Okay, what's your blood type? What's this? What's that? To me, that's important. But he's not as invested in that conversation. So not only as a child, I've built relationships with other men, other father figures, because he was not as involved. Now, as an adult, I have to try to get what little information I can out of him to be valuable to my children if I have them. Well, when I have them, because it's going to happen. Right. So the thing that made it very interesting that made me reflect on my childhood when I joined the military, me and him didn't speak after that because I thought his level of commitment for me to say I have his last name, he was not investing in me as much as I would have liked. When you look at that and you stop talking to somebody for eight years, haven't seen him in eight years, out of the blue, he calls me and say, hey, I want to see if this number was still working. I took that as the opportunity of saying, this is great. This is what I always wanted. Everything that I wish for is now coming true. Let me be the most accommodating, the most appreciative, the most participative person in this opportunity, right? To go meet him and to see the pictures of me when I was little and all those things. I see all these family photos, but these are of people who are still alive. The question that I left with after having that conversation was, how can you look at a picture in the morning and in the evening? Because this is the same pictures you pass going to the kitchen. When you wake up in the morning, you go to the kitchen. You're going to eat dinner before you go to bed. So you're passing by the kitchen. You see these pictures every day. You didn't think that was a good time to call me? So the pictures that people see every day, they're looking at them as if these are people who have passed when they're still alive. So not only was there a a disconnect with childhood, now there's a disconnect with reality. So to have 
the discussion like we're having right now, when we talk about childhood, what's important, our parents doing what they think is influential, or what do you think may be the cause or the reason why? There's somebody listening to this podcast, they're going through this experience, or they may not be, what I'm trying to say, they may not know what's to come next. But by listening to this conversation here from your perspective, you growing up, these are the things that, okay, I think this is important. Or what about this? Are you asking those questions to me and I respond to it? That's helping somebody out. Rather, they're in America, they're in India, they're in Germany. There's people all over the world who listen to this. But that is the great part of having these discussions because it's going to help somebody. But you got anything else for me? Sir, that um that conversation almost made me shed a tear. You you really did good, sir. Oh, I didn't know I had to achieve an expectation, but thank you. you thank really you very achieved, much. I almost cried because my father wasn't really in my life like that, sir. But then he... But he's around now, is he? Or he's more participative now, is what I should say. Because mm-hmm. I don't really, like, really see my daddy sometimes. Like, I would sometimes, like, see him on the weekends and be like, hey, Ma, can I go with my daddy? That's the type of situation I had with my father, you know. I don't really get, you know, spend some time. And sometimes I would spend summers with him, see my little brother. But it's like, he he's more participated now as a kid. Like, I want you to see me, like, lose my first tooth um, and all the type of extra stuff. I want you, like, to see me, you know, learn how to walk, you know? And those are all important things. Memories. Yeah. I, I have a picture of when I had an afro and I had gray eyes. And, um, like, he took a picture. I don't know how how old I was. I don't know if I was months old or one, but I think that's the only picture I got with him, probably. Of me and my daddy? Yeah. You got him? Yeah. How do you have all these pictures? Like, mm. mind your business, love. Mind your business. I'm going to find these pictures. It's going to take you a while to look for them. Let's say somebody is listening to this podcast episode right now. And right now they have the opportunity to have discussion with their mother or their father about how they can be more involved or more influential in their life. How do you get them to understand that what they expect from you or what they think of you is not who you are as a person? Oh, Jesus. I want parents like to talk to their kids more because I'm going to keep it real with you. If like if I try to have like a deep conversation with my parents, like I cry because I don't really have conversations with my parents like that. So like if my mom tells me something, if my daddy tells me something, I feel like I'm sad because I don't really have them conversation with y'all and I want to have conversation with y'all. But sometimes y'all don't want to have them with me. What are three things that you believe parents should understand about their children? Like what are three things, no matter what household they're in, no matter what the situation is, these are three things that a parent should always keep in mind when communicating with their children. Every child got a weak spot. You just got to find it and talk to your child about it. Hey, what's wrong? I've been sensing that it was like you've been like kind of sad lately. Like, have you been okay? Always check on them, you know, make sure they're good. Um, and just like be there for them, you know? Like if like sometimes be like, hey, you want to do something with me today? Communicate with them more. What's another one? Always check on them. Check on them. Check up on them frequently. And the last one? Spend time with them generally like, hey, you want to go to the movies with me today? Or hey, you invest in them. Mm-hmm. Communicate, spend time, invest in them. Well, hopefully what you've explained today may help someone reflect uh, on their childhood or help them when they become parents in the near future. Yeah. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Best wishes to you and yours. 
And as always, take care. Hope Until y'all have a time. good day. I'm going to see y'all later. You, you, you cut off my line. S- sir. Sir. That's not how that works. Sir. But look, I'm going to say my part. And then you okay. can say your part. Okay, go right. ahead. As always, hope all is well, family. Take care of yourself. Until next time. Y'all have a good day. I'm going to see y'all later. Remember, don't give up, y'all. And there you have it, folks. Another episode. <laughs> if you made it this far, thank you for listening. If anyone wished to be a guest, please feel free to let us know. You can text the word guest to 855-691-4921. New episodes are released every other Friday. For more information, visit jcsupport.org. J as in just, C as in contribute, the word support.org. Check the description for details. To get updates when new episodes are available, text the word podcast to 855-691-4921.